Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up a little later on in the program, we're going to check out 16 cruise hacks and tips that everyone should know. Ben Souza from CruiseFever.net will be stopping by to share those with us. But first, as always, Stuart on the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. Richard Branson being sued for stealing a cruise ship idea? What is this about? We've heard him over the years talking about getting into the cruise industry. Uh, Last year uh, in February, he mentioned it. And then in uh, November uh, or December, it was announced that he was going to start up Virgin Cruises. And he was going to have a former Disney executive, uh, Tom McAlpin, as uh, president and CEO of the company. And he was going to build two ships. And, you know, it's just too close. I mean, there's, there's too much information uh, or, or too much plans that, uh, you know, that, that, you know from, a, from an outsider to get their hands on. So there's no doubt that someone like a Colin Veach uh, was involved in providing the plans for uh, Virgin Cruises. There's just, there's just, it's unmistakable, just like the song, you know, with uh, Pharrell Williams <laughs> and Ryan. And Robin Thicke and uh, Marvin Gaye, uh, there was just too much. There were too many similarities. They were too far ahead to have gotten the, uh, the concept, uh, the financing, and the ship, essentially the contracts, and the relationship with a, a, a yard that uh, Colin had previously done with, which is Meyerwerf. Um, it's just, it just unmistakable. I guess I'm confused then. Did Richard Branson fire this old NCL exec? Is that why he's suing him? Or what's, why is this lawsuit even come into place? Well, the, the lawsuit's coming into place because uh, Colin Veach, the former president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line, claims that he provided the business plan and the ideas for Virgin Cruises uh, as they were getting close to uh, fruition. Instead of being a partner in the project, uh, he was essentially castigated to... Uh, employee and uh, Veach didn't like the didn't like the the concept of not having an ownership stake in in a in a business that essentially uh, he was a founder of so the conveyance just happened for Royal Caribbean's upcoming ship Anthem of the Seas which is the sister ship to the Quantum of the Seas uh, what are the details with this Doug it's it's hard to believe that you know just a few months ago when I was in Germany for the uh, conveyance of Royal Caribbean's Quantum of the Seas that Anthem was there, didn't have a front end. Within three weeks, it did have a front end. And now it, too, has now gone up the River Ems from Poppenburg, Germany, to Emshaven in the Netherlands, where it will be uh, completed. Uh, it'll do its uh, sea trials in the North Sea and then begin its, uh, you know, head over to uh, uh, Southampton in the middle of uh, April for uh, the beginning of its, um, you know, pre-inaugural naming ceremony and uh, inaugural sailings out of Southampton for the spring and summer. When are we going to see her in New York or New Jersey? Uh, we'll see her in November. She'll okay. uh, make her uh, transatlantic, and, uh, you know, before you know it, uh, she'll be here. And, of course, uh, Quantum is uh, heading off to, to China. Yeah, very good. Uh, cruise passenger drowns at Disney's Castaway K. Very sad story here. What happened? Well, it is a sad story, Doug. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, around 4 p.m., a 
38-year-old New York man drowned while swimming off Disney's Castaway Key. Uh, he had been a passenger on Disney Wonder. It is unfortunate these these unfortunately you know, these types of tragedies do occur. Yep, thoughts and prayers with their family. Um, moving Absolutely. on here, looks like Viking River Cruises moving into the Mississippi River in 2017. No, it's it's interesting. They they claim that you know beginning in 2017 they will essentially begin to you know I mean they're going to be building and uh, inserting uh, up to six river boats into the Mississippi. And you know if you if you looked at the business right now, you know there's there's hardly enough business for the two current ships, with the third being added by American Cruise Lines. So what is it that they're seeing that the other guys aren't, or what are they going to do that the other uh, cruise lines aren't uh, is is really a big question, but uh, you know Viking is is very different. It's not paddle wheeler. Uh, they'll probably take you know many of the same designs that have made them very successful in the European markets and bring a more of an of an upscale you know type of product to the Mississippi River. But uh, you know six you know six river boats doing that kind of a run. Uh, it's it's going to be very interesting to see uh, if, if they can succeed. It may be uh, way over saturation for <laughs> that market that has very little demand. I was going to say it reminds me of that that ride you see at the fair, bumper boats. <laughs> yeah, everybody bumping <laughs> into each other up and down the Mississippi. Excuse me. <laughs> exactly. Looking forward to this another Oasis class ship. Yeah, the uh, Oasis of the Seas, the original, is going over to Port Canaveral next year, and the Harmony of the Seas is being released. Uh, their newest one. What do we know about this one, Stuart? Well, we know it's going to be slightly larger than Oasis and Allure, which are both two hundred twenty-five thousand, two hundred eighty-two tons. So this one's going to be two hundred twenty-seven thousand, seven hundred tons, and it's going to actually take a little bit of uh, you know the the uh, Oasis of the Seas. Uh, they're going to couple it with some quantum of the sea, you know, sprinkle it with quantum of the seas, and we're going to have um, a little bit different of a ship. It is going to have two uh, very large uh, monster sl- uh, water slides mm-hmm. that uh, we have never seen on on a Royal Caribbean ship. So, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, kind of reminiscent of what some of their uh, competitors uh, are doing, and uh, they're going to uh, integrate uh, dynamic dining as well as offer the passengers classic dining alternatives. It's going to be a nice, uh, a nice molding of the uh, two brand, you know, the two classes uh, together. We've also seen some changes happen last week with Carnival Cruise Lines. What did we see there? What's interesting is they're going to be moving some ships to take advantage of the popularity in uh, New Orleans. Uh, uh, so Carnival Triumph is going to be replacing uh, Carnival Elation, which is going to be uh, repositioning to Jacksonville. And uh, so Carnival is really going to be uh, upping its capacity by about 34% uh, in New Orleans as New Orleans continues to gain in, in popularity. In closing here, Holland America's upcoming ship, the Koningsdam, uh, going to be delivered a little bit later than expected. Now, this ship is going to be 99,500 tons, 2,600 passengers, uh, due out in 2016, but a little later in 2016 now. Why is that? Well, I mean, it was supposed to come out in, uh, I guess it was the middle of February, and uh, because of uh, you know certain delays, they want to take advantage of, I guess, some new amenities. So there's some new construction changes, and there may be some issues with the yard. So the delivery of Koningsdam uh, is going to go from the middle of February, and it's going to be stretched till uh, March 31st uh, when it begins to do. Uh, you know, they take delivery and uh, get it ready for uh, the first sailings. But uh, this will definitely be the nicest and largest of the Holland America ships. Hard to believe, Doug, that we're going to see a Holland America ship almost at the 100,000-ton threshold.
All right, you can find him online at cruiseguy.com or on Twitter at cruiseguy. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. See you next week, man. Thank you. My pleasure. This is Cruise Radio. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. No shoes, no shirt, and no problem. Ben Souza is the editor of CruiseFever.net, and I thought we'd take a little break from doing a cruise review and talk about some cruise rookie mistakes, because Ben recently published an article called 15 Cruise Rookie Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Ben joins us on the line now. Hey, Ben. Hey, Doug. How you doing? Good. It's uh, 81 degrees here in Jacksonville. How's it up in Ohio? That's about 71 degrees <laughs> warmer than it is here. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. When's your next cruise? I got to ask you. I'm actually going to Alaska. Oh, so wow. I'm okay. Not, Weird. <laughs> so I'm no, nothing tropical. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So recently you did this article, 15 Cruise Rookie Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. We'll jump right to it because we have 15 of them, so it may take a little bit. Uh, you have number one, picking the wrong cruise line. One of the biggest mistakes people make is they just pick the cheapest cruise line or a cruise line that leaves near where they live. And it might not be the right one for them. I think it's really important to pick a cruise line that meets your interests, your hobbies, your expectations. And it'll, it'll give you a lot more of a memorable experience. What are your thoughts on using a travel agent? Oh, it's a must. Yeah. They can really help you help guide you to find the perfect cruise for you. A lot of people contact me and say, hey, there's this cruise for $199 out of Miami. Is it a good deal? And it's like, yeah, it's a good deal. But if you're going leaving from Jacksonville, we're about five hours from Miami. By the time you tack on port parking at $20 a day, gas, mileage, wear and tear, you could do a little more research and probably go out of Cape Canaveral, which is two hours away, or in Jacksonville in our own backyard for a little less money. Right. Oh, definitely. Moving on to the next one here. Skipping the main dining room. Another cruise rookie mistake. I actually know someone who went on a cruise and ate at the buffet every <laughs> single night. Now, wow. I'll usually eat at the buffet a couple nights. I don't feel like getting dressed up. I'm in port late, and I just want to relaxing. I just want to kick back and relax, so I'll hit up the buffet. But by skipping the main dining room, you really miss some of the best food that's available on the ship. And speaking of missing the best food on the ship, uh, another bad thing to do is show up late for dinner. Now, this applies to those who have early or late um, dining, the traditional dining. And when you show up 15, 20 minutes late, all of your table mates, they're already on, had their salads, they're on their appetizers, getting ready for their main course. The servers like to keep everyone at the table on the same course. So they'll have to wait for you to have your salad. 
your appetizer and they're off to wait the 20, 25 minutes for you to catch up. And it just delays the whole process. So always try and show up within five minutes of your scheduled time. And not to mention it's rude as hell just oh, showing it's, up it's late. Definitely yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's ha- it happened to me once and they, someone came 25 minutes late and, it, and the dinner stretched close to two hours because of it. And so just come on time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you have the next one. Uh, booking early flights home is a cruise rookie mistake. Yes, I actually saw this question asked yesterday on a Facebook group. And obviously, no, because most people think, well, I get back at 7. I could easily make 9 o'clock. Airport's 10 minutes away. But with customs, you don't know if it's going to take. I've walked through customs, and I've spent an hour and a half in customs. You just don't know. Always aim for that 12 o'clock or later flight, and it's a lot more relaxing. Uh, the next one you have here is using your cell phone like you are at home. And I have a story to tell after you talk about this one. A lot of people think, well, the roaming charges can't be that bad. <laughs> and <laughs> the data is that bad. When I, and when I explain to people that just logging onto Facebook and uploading one picture can cost you anywhere between 20 and $40, mm-hmm. And suddenly it makes the ship's Wi-Fi look really reasonable. Mm. And I always tell people, don't, whatever you do, do not use, text messaging is a lot cheaper, but data, just don't even think about it. And a lot of cruise lines are doing uh, all-inclusive internet packaging now, which is very reasonable. Like Carnival has uh, like a seven-day cruise for only $100. It's a bargain. It's well yeah. worth it, especially if you if you need internet like you and I do, where, you know, we have to be connected. It's it's an easy hundred dollars to spend. June of two thousand and nine, I had my first iPhone. I was on Royal Caribbean's Monarch of the Seas, three night Bahamas cruise. Get back five hundred and eighty six dollar bill. Just I didn't call anybody. Just from texting and data alone. Ouch! I recently uh, wrote an article about someone who had a seven hundred dollar bill, mm. and they said they never even used it. Just from their phone checking email, looking for app updates, just running in the background <laughs> for a whole week. Yes. Airplane mode is your friend. Yes, it is. And data roaming off is your friend. (laughs) The next one you have here, uh, trying to do everything the first day. Another mistake. Oh, this is one I am guilty of. Actually, I'm probably guilty of many of these when I first started cruising. And you you get on the ship, you know, embarkation day is kind of like waking up on Christmas morning when you're eight years old. I mean, you're excited and you get on there and you just want to kind of do it all. And you just can't. And you just wear yourself out and just pace yourself. You know, the cruise is going to be whatever it is, either from three to seven. You have a week to kind of take it all in, spend that first day, have nice lunch, enjoy the ship, and just don't try and cram it all in. Another cruise, don't don't skip the mustard drill. You might not even sail. There's always someone who thinks they can skip it. And now it's kind of nice because they actually scan your card mm-hmm. when you're there. So now they know. Before they had a checklist and they kind of like, looked at it and it was easy to to skip it. But now just go to the mustard drill and you never know. I mean, it really could save your life. Don't ever think the port stops are guaranteed on your cruise itinerary. This is this one. I think it, it leads to some of the biggest letdowns when someone cruises. They see the itinerary. They're dying to go to a port and then something happens because of weather, something mechanical with the ship or maybe it's something medical emergency. The ship has to turn around and go to a different port and you end up missing it. And you read about people who have weddings planned in Ocho Rios, Jamaica, because they have that nice gazebo mm-hmm. overlooking the harbor. And it's, a, and it's a great place to get married. But on a cruise, it's a little risky because I read an account of one passenger who is just absolutely irate because they missed that they were planning to get married in Jamaica and the ship, because of the hurricane, had to sail Eastern Caribbean instead of the Western Caribbean. And it just ruined their whole wedding. I've missed them. I'm sure you have. It's disappointing, but don't let it. I mean, realize that 
weather happens and you just have to just make the best of it. Yeah, totally. Uh, the next one you have here is, and I like this because you can always tell who a first time cruiser is or who a rookie cruiser is by when they try to sneak alcohol aboard the ship. And they don't realize that your bags will be x-rayed. Right. And when you come back from port, your bags are x-rayed again. And people think, oh, I can just, you know, I can, I'm not going to spend eight, ten dollars a drink. I'll just buy some when I'm in port really cheap, especially in Cozumel, because, I mean, they're just hawking it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And But they will confiscate it as soon as you get on the ship. So I always tell everybody when it comes to this, abide by the, the, the rules that the cru- cruise line set. Or at least buy little plastic bottles and put them in your check luggage inside your shoe. I always tell people to abide by <laughs> cruise line's rules. But yes. there are, Google does have some... There are some options. If you want to Google, there are some ways around that. I always put that in my articles. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but go to Google and it will tell you a lot. <laughs> uh, the next cruise rookie mistake you have here is not making reservations for specialty dining venues. Specialty dining has really gained in popularity. At first, people were kind of upset that they had to pay extra to go to, go to a specialty restaurant. But now, especially later on in the cruise, as you get near the end, people want to have a special dinner. It seems. And if you want to go to, especially like the steakhouse, which is probably the most popular specialty restaurant on the ships, because every ship has one, you really want to make reservations well in advance. If you want to eat, especially during the prime times between like 630 and 830, or you probably won't get in. Well, you were on a Royal Caribbean's Quantum of the Seas uh, a couple of months ago. A lot of those restaurants, even the the dynamic dining, don't they require some type of reservation? Yes, they do require reservations, and we I had we definitely had some issues trying to make um, reservations on that cruise. And I know I'm not alone by reading a lot of mm-hmm. other people complaining about dynamic dining and trying to. And we were able to. We we just did a little quick two night cruise. The first night we were, we were able to get a reservation at a restaurant. The second night we couldn't get anything, so we just we had the wind jammer, which was fine. Yeah. But it was definitely a challenge. Your next rookie mistake, not bringing your identification with you in port. Yeah, some ports require you to not only bring your cruise card, obviously, but also an ID. So when you come back on, the port will check your ID with your cruise card and let you on. When I was just in Nassau a couple weeks ago, the group ahead of me did not bring their ID. And so they got stopped. And I mean, they will eventually let you through, but it's going to delay you 20 minutes to a half hour. They have to contact the ship, and I'm not really sure all they have to do. But it's always good, especially anytime you're in a foreign port, to bring a government-issued ID with you anyway. Overpacking slash underpacking. Yes, you know the old rule. Once you pack via cruise, take out half your clothes and then just bring those. And sometimes you just bring too many. And other times you don't bring enough because some specialty restaurants, they have dress codes. And some of them are really strict. And now a lot of dining rooms, they're more kind of dress suggestions. I've noticed World Caribbean now calls it dress suggestions. Use a lot of resources online and you can know what to pack. And also bring clothes that you can wear for different things. Like for guys, I like bringing polo shirts because I could wear them in port. Mm-hmm. And I could also wear them for dinner. So I could use them for more than just one thing. And it keeps the packing down. It's funny. I, I took my parents on a cruise with me last June on Carnival Freedom for eight nights, and I only travel with a, a 22-inch roller bag. My parents come rolling on with two bags apiece. I'm like, are we going to the same place? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, do you, what do you have in there? For a first-time cruiser, it could be a little tricky because yeah. they, don't, they don't know. But you find out the half the clothes you bring 
you don't wear. <laughs> and what's sad is they're both platinum with Carnival, so it's... Uh, so they know. Yeah, they know better than that. Ben, the next to the last one you have here is thinking all ships are the same. A lot of new cruisers or rookie cruisers will think, you know what, they don't realize that there's a huge difference between, say, the Carnival Fantasy and the Carnival Breeze. Mm-hmm. You know, they might just see, you know, one's relatively cheaper, one co- one's more, and they don't realize that a lot of times the price of the cruise kind of is based on the amenities that you get while you're on, the, which, you know, what amenities that the ship offers. And so, you know, the ships offer, the newer ships offer a lot more than the older ships do. To even dive a little deeper, like with Carnival Breeze, you have everything included with the fun ship 2.0 as far as Guy's Burger Joint, the Red Frog Pub, Red Frog Rum Bar, Blue Iguana Cantina Bar. Uh, you know, you have all the beefed up things where Carnival Fantasy, the ship was built like in 1990. So it's more of a just a, a vessel to get to like the Bahamas. The newer ships are more of the destination in themselves and the older ships are more of to take you to the destination. Last but not least, you have saving seats. Oh, yes. This is a problem that's probably <laughs> gone on for uh, who knows. And I don't think it'll ever fully be solved. Cruise lines have tried. But saving seats, I was on the, uh, the Royal Princess waiting for one of the shows, and there was two guys li- literally laying across the chairs trying to save a full <laughs> row. And meanwhile, people were coming on looking for a seat and there were none available. And the, the whole row they were saving, only half of their friends came and ended up being half the row empty anyway. I mean, it's OK to save a seat for one or two, but don't don't sit there and hog a whole entire row waiting for people who might not even show up. Yeah, don't be a douchebag. Do you think Christopher Columbus had those issues on his ships? Uh, he, I th- <laughs> <laughs> Talking with Ben Susie's editor of CruiseFever.net, he recently published an article, 15 Cruise Rookie Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. If you want to find that article, head over to CruiseFever.net or the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. Ben, my friend, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me on, Doug. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.